Go ahead, Jake. What? You're introing. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, everybody ready? Yep. Hello. Cats. Sorry, there were cats. Good God. Fuck you. <laughs> I literally said, is everyone ready? You gave two oh, thumbs up. I'm sorry, it's just nice that it was hissing. Ames for once, you know? God <laughs> fucking damn it. And there's the episode intro. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by a Starfuck Shitcast. Accurate. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you okay? Right, right as she's taking a sip of that. Why would you ever drink water while I'm doing the intro? It's not you water, know, it's, it's coffee. coffee. Oh, even better. I almost just. that will burn the... and stain. All right, hold Speaking on. Of things that burn and stain, have I told you about my penis? <laughs> God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why'd you take another sip? I wanted my coffee. I didn't get the first sip because I spit it on the table for fuck's sake. Uh, take three. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a starship star. <laughs> Best whatever. one yet. Great. Podcast. A starship it's a fucking podcast, podcast. I think is what you said. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Chris, Ames, and Caitlin. Look at that. Look at that. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, no no special guests this week. What? Um, as, although we may have a surprise guest later. We won't, but we may. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were setting um, yourself up for some sort of thing, and I was like, oh no, what's he doing? Yep. Jake starts doing like a Tony Clifton impression. <laughs> we we um, order calzones in the middle of the episode just so someone can drop by. Technical uh, difficulties. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what episode are we on this week, Jake? We are on episode 186. Well, hot Woo! dog. Wow. And today we'll be talking about a two parter. Sneaky. Sneaky sne- two parter. This isn't really that sneaky. It's sneaky. You wouldn't know by looking just at the episode Just because it doesn't titles. say part two on it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Luckily, All right. I knew I'm, ahead of I'm time. I'm picking up what you're up. putting down. Well, like, let's put it this way. By the time you get to the end of the first episode and it says to be continued, you're clued in. But by That's the titles, true. you wouldn't know. Yeah, um, DS9 loves pulling this shit. Bitches. Enterprise yeah. well, it's, is going to fucking love pulling this shit. Like, just, yes. just wait till we get to Discovery. Whoa. It's all just one <laughs> big X-parter. That's true. Oh, the two episodes are, by the way, Homefront and Paradise Lost. Hey, guys, have you heard that the government has really, like, gone authoritarian and and put troops in the the streets of major American cities? No, I haven't. And let's also talk about Star Hmm. Trek while we're at it. (laughs) (laughs) Why why Uh, must this show be so, so fucking depressingly relevant? Want to go back to the Bell Riots now? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Those are better times. Yikes. Better times, the bell fucking riots. Yeah, so in uh, Homefront and Paradise Lost, all right, let's uh, let's just do this quick. We're hanging out in DS9. We get a call from Earth about how there was a terrorist bombing, apparently, of uh, of some kind of conference. And they get the video of the thing, and they play it back at half speed, and they're like, holy shit, that's a lot of people in one place. Why aren't they social distancing? Where are the masks? What the fuck? But they're also like, holy shit, the thing that didn't blow up, but 
for some reason was in the frame was a changeling because it changed briefly into odo goo color so they've discerned now that uh that earth has been invaded by changelings and they're causing all kinds of trouble so cisco and odo get summoned to go to earth and we have vice admiral layton who uh if you uh, followed our tumblr uh is one of our top top bad admirals um, naughty naughty admirals yeah i can't remember if he is top or if he is second to uh drumhead to 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 know to cartwright oh can't remember but cartwright's also in this episode he is as uh joseph cisco well the same actor brock peters but anyway so we return to earth we meet cisco's dad for the first time who's a creole chef and Looks pretty uh, lively for a dead man yeah yeah very li- yeah it was implied earlier that he was dead it but was now he- like full-on stated he dead yeah. by the way it yeah, was, I mean, you could he twist was he like, he's, for a while and he dot, was in dot, poor dot. health i'm so just kidding anyway i'm not one of these cannon hounds <laughs> I am. but yeah no so uh we meet him and, and he is he is a lively fella uh he's uh he's he's doesn't take no guff and if anyone wants to show up and take a blood sample or uh, do a COVID test on him, he ain't doing it. He in, wouldn't in other wear a news, mask, I bet. Joseph Sisko would definitely where's, be an anti-masker. You're 100%. Who, hold on a second. No, no. Chris, where's your fucking criticism of this now? Because I, I basically all, said the same we'll thing. We'll get to that with the episode, but there was a right. big difference between thinking they're being overly paranoid for security and be. Yeah, we'll get to that. Why do you anyway, hate America, Chris? You're all nuts. Jesus Christ. So uh, while we're on Earth, Cisco, you know, Layton's like, all right, we got to convince the president, President Dogman uh, <laughs> to do um, face. <laughs> I have I have notes on him. He's great. Um, yeah. He know what he looked like. He looked like the, the Jim Carrey Grinch makeup. Oh, kind was of. Jim, was that Jim Carrey in that movie? I don't it was, remember. Yes. I never. OK, yeah. Get that same weird mouth. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, so President Grinch. Uh, they're like, hey, President Grinch, we need to create the, you know, do these advanced anti-terrorist things, anti-changeling stuff. You know, we're going to do phaser sweeps. We're going to blood test everybody, make sure no one's got the, got the COVID. And, they could um, just pluck a strand of your hair. Well, yeah, but, but, but like Joseph Sisko comes up with the oh, thing yeah. that I said a long time ago, which yep. is why not just suck up somebody's blood and let it out when you need to? Yep, I made a note you of that. You could do the same thing with hair, I guess. You really just should cut off people's arms <laughs> and then reattach them. The uh, only way to so, be sure is just to nuke it from orbit, you know? Exactly. President's like, uh, nah, man, this is the fucking Federation, biatch. We're that, not like, going to impose martial man. law. My do heart all this grew draconian three bullshit. This so shortly thereafter, what do you know? Worldwide power outage. Somebody <laughs> done fucked with the power grid and the well, power's the out for a couple of days. Planet. Yeah, well, because it's all computer controlled, right? So they, Bad they idea. fucked they Super use a computer Bad. virus. Terrible Whatever. Idea. They have candles. Wretched. One of those uh things that encrypts your photos or whatever. Tell them uh, to just heat up a rock with their phasers. I know, right? We're, yeah, and there's no other ships. They have one ship in orbit, but anyway. So then everyone's like, well, shit, if they can get the power grid, well, we definitely need the martial law now. So they get the president to agree and the they be- start beaming down troops. But then something seems a little fishy to, to Cisco because he finds out that this uh, this team of cadets that Nog is, is buddies with has been beaming all around the planet and like right at very suspicious times, like 
right before the power outage and right after the power outage, they were beaming around to the place where the power outage happened. So, uh, so Cisco calls one of these, these red squad cadets into his office and he's like, cadet, I'm going to trick you into telling me everything you know about this plot. And then the kid's like, okay, well, here's the entire evil plot. And Cisco's like, fuck. So he calls up Odo. He calls up DS9. He's like, listen, there's some fucking bullshit here. And they're like, all right, we'll get to the bottom of it. And then he, he gathers all the evidence and he goes to the president. He's like, president, look, this whole shit was orchestrated by Layton. He's a bad guy. He was on Jake's list like 300 some odd years ago. Oh, that uh, Jake. You, Jake. Me, Jake. We should have read the list before we hired him because he's an <laughs> asshole. And right before they're going to do that, Layton's like, well, wait a minute. Before you hand in your evidence, let's give you a changeling test. So they uh, they they hit him with the blood sample, and it turns into Odo goo. Magic. So uh-huh. it turns out Cisco has been a changeling this whole time. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Him and Eddington would have been at it again. I was going to say, Cisco's been Eddington the whole time. <laughs> Okay, yeah. it's so stupid, though. The idea this is even proof. I know we're still synopsizing. But remember when you were a kid and you had a doll that had a bottle and, you know, you tipped it up it over and the milk would hide and you'd put it right side up and the milk would come back down? Like, how fucking... This is, like, stuff that fools four-year-olds, not Starfleet. Like, what the fuck? Sorry. Yeah, but they but the, the, the idea was that they were supposed to... That Leighton is trustworthy, so you wouldn't assume he was using a bogus test. Mm-hmm. But evidently, but like, wasn't he, was. he already replaced by a changeling once at this point in this show? Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. So like, yeah, but he was mean to Odo, so that was a dead giveaway. Because <laughs> the, the changelings are are a hundred percent stealthy at blending in, unless they want to be sassy at Odo. <laughs> then then they can't blend in for shit. That's something I didn't put in my report. My people are incredibly petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm you were right to bring a, me here. I'm surprised you could do a bird, bitch. <laughs> Good bird. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> and then the guy became a seagull. The ultimate yeah. burn. You want to see a fucking bird? I'll show you a fucking bird. <laughs> there are just so many one-star Yelp reviews from the Great Link. <laughs> yeah. Um, anywho. So, uh, so they identify Cisco as being a changeling. They put him in jail. Obviously, it was bullshit. Leighton shows up and he's like, ha ha ha, I am evil, you see now. It turns out the whole plan all along now was to orchestrate these these attacks so that uh, Leighton could seize control of the government and depose the president and, and do a little coup. Like a bird. Oh, that's, a, that's a pigeon. Caca! Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to do a little, a little coup. And, you know, and he seems to have, like, the his heart's in the right place, I guess, because he's like, well, we need to fight the changelings. But it's like, but Sister's like, that's not the way. And Leighton's like, well, fuck you. So meanwhile, Leighton has sent his little toady Captain uh, uh, Bactine out to... He's not a captain yet. That's well, next week. No, we're already in next week. We're already yeah, in we're, week we're two. part two. No, no, no. I mean, they were going to promote her next week. Oh, oh. well, anyway, she's... She's he's she has been sent to intercept the defiant and get into and you know stop them from coming to earth with the evidence that proves what's going on and they have a little battle the defiant and this uh, excelsior class ship they fight the battle and eventually Bactine backs down and <laughs> Bactine uh, they, backs down I like that that's right and then they head on to earth Odo springs Captain Cisco from jail 
Cisco confronts Leighton in his office and is like, you're going to resign. And Leighton takes off his, his little pins, puts them on the desk, the, the universal symbol of I've been, I've been beat and I quit. And uh, yeah, everything's back to normal and the, and the troops leave. And, um, you know, Joseph Cisco is uh, happy once again, back to his old self, eating poorly and not taking care of <laughs> not his Not taking health. his medicine. It's good to know that old people will be as stubborn about going to the doctor in the 24th century as they are in the 21st. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. They fix everything now. Like, oh, you fucking drank your liver to shit? Don't worry. Take this pill, you'll grow a new one. Even I would go to the doctor in the future. Yeah. Not this future. Tw- the 24th century future. Well, we can't afford medicine now. Ridiculous. Fine. Uh, and Jake, I checked. You did, in fact, put Cartwright first and Leighton second. Now, who was Cartwright mm. again? He, he was, was the Admiral in Star Trek VI. Well, he, he was in uh, four as well, but he was a good guy That's in true. four. But then in six, he was part of the conspiracy to keep tensions high between the Federation and the Klingon Empire. Yeah, he was part of the plot to assassinate both Gorkon and the President of the Federation. Yeah. That dirty son of a bitch. Speaking of the president of the of the Federation, we have a new one in this episode. Yes. Jeresh Inyo. I'm told, and I read that he is a Grazerite. Okay. Who are supposed to be like herbivore type people, hence hence his naturally peaceful manner. Jake and is smiling his, about something. What are you know, smiling his, about? His, his, his totally not subtle species name. Yeah. Yeah. So when they were originally doing auditions for this role, and they saw a lot of people who, when they saw you're going to be a Grazerite. They were like, okay, so we should be like like an antelope or something. And they the the auditions ended up favoring this guy, Herschel Sparber, who decided against like being an antelope and wanted to be a wildebeest. He says, okay. I'm gonna be very wildebeest-like because you know they're not flighty, stupid things like antelopes. They're these stubborn, jowly things, and I'm gonna be one of them. I think a I, lot about wildebeests. I think either of these are a mistake because they both taste delicious to the meat eaterians. Right? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> I didn't ask to be president. I, but when my name was called, I, I chose to do this. But I'm, uh, yep. Uh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> we no longer enslave animals for food. That's true. We put them in charge of our our massive fleets. <laughs> so Leighton probably would have eaten this dude, right? That was the end game. <laughs> oh God! He looks so tasty. He's like seeing visions of him like turning into a chicken and a hot dog, like Looney Tunes when they'd be stuck on a desert island, starving <laughs> to death. They look at their friend, and he's like a big plump roast chicken. Exactly. Mmm, wildebeest. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna point out. I'm gonna get to this point we had earlier. Most of the people who are okay with martial law are the anti-maskers. So I don't think saying this blood test is ludicrous is the same as being. Listen, all I'm saying if, is that if they were doing less testing for changelings, they would find less there would changelings. Be fewer changelings. That's right. Fewer changelings. Thank you. Sorry, Ames. Okay, here's what I want to say. You know, read the manuals, okay? Read the fucking manuals. Read the book. Read the manuals. Okay? You read the manuals? A lot of people are saying, you can test too much. 
if I went to fucking what's his name Joe Cisco's, if I went yeah. to Joe Cisco's restaurant and he was being that fucking obnoxious the whole time, yeah, I would leave before I ordered. I don't know if it's supposed to be charming, but that is not that is not what I want from yeah, no, a I server. Think... And he's the restaurant owner. Like, what a he doesn't seem to have any other job there than just cajoling people. Yeah, he's, he doesn't uh, cook really. <laughs> if you order anything else than the bread pudding, you'll regret it because none of the other stuff is ready to serve. So I hope you want bread pudding. <laughs> if you order anything else other than the bread pudding, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, that was definitely when he was doing that. I was like, oh my god, I hate it when my waiter is too friendly. Like, this would be a nightmare. Someone for me. calls Chris Hun one too many times at a diner, and he's like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, I found him. I mean, I I liked him otherwise because he's you know he hates going to the doctor. I I relate to that, but I'm sure his jambalaya and his bread pudding and shit's all really great. But he's oh, gotta just his, tone it back. Yeah, I loved his alligator hanging from the ceiling that mm. he told. They used to tell little Jake stories about it coming yeah. to life at night. Yeah, and he just yeah. says, "Oh well, I had to stop telling those stories because the uh, because the thing overpowers me now." Ooh, cha cha cha. I was like, they were like, oh, man, you're going to be hitting your head on it soon. It's like, I'm pretty sure he'd hit his head on it now. Yeah, he was already oh, yeah. too tall for that yeah, comment. The kid's, the kid's a vine. He's yeah, so Yeah, but it's like, a, it's like a grandpa type of thing to say. No, I know. I know. But I do like that he also calls him Jaco. Yeah. And it makes you wonder who actually started it, Ben or Joe. Definitely Joe. Mm. I feel like Apparently, Ben, uh, ben Cisco has a sister. That, that's brought up. Yep. Yep. His brothers are gone, but now he has a sister. Who has a sister? Ben Cisco. Ben. ben has a Cisco. Uh, Cisco. Ben has a Cisco. God he does. Ben has a Cisco. Okay, so Jake has an aunt. Yes. Evidently. Where are the sons? Ages ago when they implied his father was dead, there was mention of brothers. But now there seems to just be a sister. So they could just yeah. be off somewhere else doing something. Maybe. Or they're, or they're super dead. Crazy dead. Or Cisco made them up. Or that. Just like he made up. Joseph go dying. Yes. All yep. misdirection. Maybe Much it was like an alternate. Uh, maybe it was an alternate yeah. timeline. It's just a red herring. Yeah, this whole episode is nothing but misdirection. Like I read up uh, how when they were planning the the Nog B plot, that eventually eventually you learn like, oh, it's not a B plot. It's very integral to everything. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Good move, guys. Yeah, I didn't even think because you know I guess I've seen the episode so many times that I knew what happens. So it, the fact that, that, yeah, I guess it does kind of set it up that, that his whole, I want to be a member of Red Squad is, yeah. is set up as a B-plot. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're probably being racist to me. I'm sure they're being racist to him. Yeah. Are the Red Squad the same dildos that, like, were doing fancy flying shenanigans? That was, that was Nova. Nova Squad. Although I'm willing yeah. to bet Red Squad is, because I assume they disbanded Nova Squad. Red Squad is probably the same thing with a new name. Yeah. Does that mean that Vice Admiral Dildo Face is Red Leader? Yes. No. <clears throat> what is it? The uh, it's the um, with Skull and Bones. Yeah. Is that the thing at Yale? Yes. This... So it's like um, yeah, it was like a secret, like like a not so secret secret society of yeah. elite. So really, what this is is they're not actually any better than anybody else. They're just like Toadies. the children of admirals, probably. And I will say, whoever cast this episode, kudos on finding a kid you just wanted to punch before he even opened his mouth. Oh, God, Riley Shepard? Yeah. Yeah, that kid. Like, I looked at that kid like, he's a twerp. 
Yeah. He's just a twerp. Exactly. That's a perfect. Yeah. This kid is best of the best? No, he's a fucking twerp. Yeah, no, he is He is a super inbred child of an admiral. Amazing casting job. That uh, actually kind of tracks with uh, Super Troopers by ABBA. Super inbred child of an admiral. <laughs> oh, that, I see. <laughs> I, I think with the theme God. of the song, and I'm like, what? No, I, no, yes, no. Um, I'm not following any of this, but let's move on. Oh, Sorry. also, also though, Quark was right. The humans are getting to Rom. I mean, Nog. He God started drinking. It, he started drinking root beer. Yeah, you proved me still... wrong that we'd stop calling Rom and Nog and vice versa. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, but no, he, um, he started in on the root beer. Yeah, but he still gets his uh, tube grubs from oh. uh, from 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 Joe, old Cisco. Where's the fun if you don't feel him wiggling down? Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how Nog is actually doing at Starfleet Academy, though, because I, I know they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, how's it going? Oh, you know, rough, Red Squad doesn't like me, and blah, blah, blah. But I keep, I always do nothing but wonder, like, because Nog... He couldn't read two la- years ago. Well, last like, we saw, Nog had zero respect for women. Has any of that come up? I, I mean, yeah, I have to assume, like, they've been trying to train him a little going in. Well, see, I just figured that since no one wants to hang out with him, he hasn't had a chance to be a horrible misogynist yet. <laughs> also, like, imagine being like, yeah, it's a little tough. I don't really have any friends. I want to go and just jump right up to the top and be friends with the coolest people. That's right. Like, dude, no, it doesn't. Break in with the fucking goths and weirdos first or something. Yeah, but, yeah, but for not- nerds. For all, yeah, a lot of people want to break in with the cool kids. Yeah. But they don't actually expect to do it if they're not Nog previous Nog, school cool kids. Nog has always aimed high. I mean, yeah. he was friends has with the he? coolest kid on DS9, so why shouldn't he be friends with the cool kids on Earth? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, he hasn't always aimed high, but once he got into his head that he wanted to join Starfleet, he started aiming high. I don't know. I just think you gotta, you gotta do steps. He no, doesn't I understand think steps. A, yeah, I think you gotta join like the Starfleet baseball team or something. No, I, I think it's part of the that. Ferengi ego. Like they all, mm. none of them have have any sense of like humbleness or modesty. Modesty. To be like, yeah. To be like, oh yeah, maybe they won't like me. No, they will like me. Rrr, I'm a Ferengi. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. It, yeah. it, it otherwise, I'll sense. otherwise I'll use my electric whips. We don't have those anymore. God <laughs> damn it! Thank Christ. But, I don't know, like, that's somebody's kink. Everybody, there's somebody out there who wants the electric whip. I'm just saying. He just needs to find them. <laughs> How cool is he going to be perceived now that he's demonstrated that he just will rat on people? Ah, but they don't necessarily know it was him that did it. Mm, All this yeah, Red but Squad. they'll figure it out. They're like, hmm, so Cisco figured, figured out who the members of Red Squad were. How would he have done that? Well, yeah, but plenty. Who does Cisco know He's the head that knows of, who the members of Red Squad he, he are? He was the acting head of security and this and that. And also, clearly, like, Leighton fucked up and forgot to tell some of his co-conspirators that Ben wasn't in on all of it. Because the first real slip-up came from some random Bolian captain. Like, oh, that record's not supposed to be there. Good catch, Ben! Yeah, see, I wonder how many people are in on it versus how many people Leighton is just tricking. Yeah, tricking I mean, or, because I, I know like they also said he took everybody who used to work with him and gave them like ships jobs. of their own and, yeah. and advancement and this, that, and the other thing. And they probably don't know why yet. They're probably yeah. just waiting for it to come up like, 
oh, Leighton's under in, in trouble. We'll help him because he gave us our new jobs. Yeah, with with because they said there were like four hundred people, and there's no way four hundred people are in on a conspiracy. So yeah, a lot of them he was just banking on like them being loyal to him when the shit hit the fan. Yeah, uh, but and like the Bolian was in on it. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing that you don't have to be in on the conspiracy to be like. You know, if if Leighton comes to me, like, look at all the shit that the changelings are doing. Yeah. And the fucking, you know, th- that pussy president won't do shit. So come on, we got to we got to take charge here or else everyone's going to die. Yeah. And all, or again, you're just your old boss shows up and is like, hey, here's a nice job. You go fucking sweet. Yeah. When am I going to have a fucking corrupt former boss who can give me a cushy job for a yeah. favor later? That's what I'm I would love for. some of them. Yeah, for real. I don't care. Did you guys recognize Commander Benteen? Yes. But only because I think I previously already knew that somehow. I mean, she's also I don't even remember the who same, that is. The same, like, growth on her lip. Oh. So oh. This was, the yeah, woman this was, who was yeah, fighting had, against the Defiant? Yeah, yeah, she attacked the Defiant in her shippy ship. Benteen sounds like something you would rub, like an ointment of some kind. Yeah. Like it does ben sound Gay? medicinal. Ben Gay. Yeah. That's it. But yes, Ames, of course, I know who it is, but who is it? You can... Oh, you yeah, can, she's... You... That's the actress that played Leia Brahms. Yep. And she oh, looks yeah, like she probably lost that, 50 pounds, all from her face. Because she looks so gaunt. I, I just kind of assumed it was the hair. Like, it's amazing how different she looked with her hair up. I thought you were going to say that she had lost 50 pounds of hair, because Leia Brahms had <laughs> a pretty big hair. She did have a do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. I've, like, I've seen things like that before. Like, it's astounding how different someone can look if they just slightly change their hair. Well, not slightly, but if they just change their hair. Jadzia went from, like, a 9 to a 200 when she changed her hair in that one episode. That's true. Maybe it was also makeup. Also, like, I also don't know how much time has passed since we saw her last. Yeah, that's true. But it's funny, because at first I had forgotten, so at one point I was like, hey, she's familiar. Oh, right, that's Leah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of familiar faces in this episode. Yeah, between uh, Ben Cisco, I mean J- Joe Cisco and her. I guess that's two. I didn't think it was familiar faces. I didn't think it was funny though that like they kept talking about how you know before the Borg the Borg scare the last time they'd instituted so many of these things was a hundred years ago, and I was like, that's probably what, the whale probe thing. Yeah, what did Kirk do that time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> any that, number of things. That that, that would have been probably I'm willing to bet Star Trek Four when they introduced Cartwright. Nice. That all comes full circle. Yep. Yeah, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, this was originally supposed to be the season three finale, season four opener, two parter. Yeah expect like extravaganza kind of a thing until where the warrior came and ruined all that so the the writing staff like actually like looks at these ep- these two episodes with pity i'm gonna say kind of like pity disdain because they're so displeased with how they came out because there wasn't funding at this point in the season because you know mm. when you have your season finale season premiere that's a lot of a lot of money tends to go into those episodes mm. that by mid season the money's dwindling. Yeah. Well, that just sounds so like what bad budgeting. They, what were they unhappy about though? I don't know. I think they wanted more in like the the fights. They they definitely wanted more people to show the the armed militias in the streets mm. instead oh, yeah. of like, like not more than just like two people. <laughs> yeah. Just Couple people beam down. Yeah, that's it. Joe, Joe, and Jake look like, oh my god, two people. Yeah, you got, they're you running have to, amok. You don't have to use your imagination and assume like 
That's every couple of yards. I think that's why they had him just kind of looking through a curtain as opposed to being on the street. Yeah, in fact, they, they also ran out of money to do morphs because they wanted Odo to do more things. Mm. For example, when he rescues Cisco from the brig, and he seems to Vulcan nerve pinch somebody yeah. because they didn't have enough money to do a morph. Dude, whatever, I love the idea that he does the fucking Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah, I had the same thought. It's like, of course, if anyone is going to have learned it that isn't a Vulcan, it's gonna be Odo. He could transform into a Vulcan and then be able to do it. Well, his hand actually turned into a Vulcan hand. You just couldn't see it. Yep, Mm. that makes sense. It was so quick. Thank God for that, too, because, like, aside from that, that was actually a really poorly choreographed fight. Like, yeah, it, it kind of looked phoned in. The speed was weird, and it was just so obviously a TV fight. It was like, Ugh. oh, hey, Vulcan Nerve Pinch, that was fun. Eh. No, you idiot, it's lower. <laughs> oh, like this? <laughs> <laughs> Where the neck meets the shoulder blade. Yeah. You said that his hand turned into a Vulcan hand. All I could picture is him doing, like, the live long and prosper, and be like, eh, eh. <laughs> like, hitting him in the neck with a V, like, you know, they, they could have saved money by just cutting the pointless scene with Julian and O'Brien talking about fighting Jerry. That doesn't cost a lot of money, though. I know. They already had that I was just trying to segue into how pointless that was. Oh, I loved okay. that, though. You didn't like it? I thought it was just fun. I mean, it was... I, I, it just Chris usually s- loves fun. I normally do, but it just kind of felt... Like an interruption? I don't know. It felt out of place this time. Ames is right. I feel like I'm, I expect this kind of killjoy tree from her. Look, you can do a blood test later and prove it to me. Ames, I what I you. didn't, what I didn't care for, and what they know, I, I get why the writers did it was when they have a changeling impersonating O'Brien, mm. just because they really wanted to have Cole Meany do something because they love him so much. <laughs> but I see that like okay, that was sure. Such a funny scene. Sure, though, though changelings could take any face. They could be even somebody you know and trust, so your friends could be your enemies. I get it. But then why is he still acting and talking like O'Brien once he's revealed himself? Well, because why doesn't remember, he, like, because morphing back into his normal state, that would cost more money. I mean, there's that. But, but also, I thought he could drop the accent. I, if, I, if he dropped the accent once it was revealed, they'd be like, ooh, now this is creepier because it's Miles, but not. Maybe mm. Miles can't drop the accent. Have we ever heard him do an American accent? Con Air. Was it good? It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's inoffensive. This is a changeling accent, though. Mm. I was going to say, you know what it is, though? It's because how they say, like, when you morph into something, you take on the characteristics. So as long as it's O'Brien, it's still kind of O'Brien, no matter how hard it tries. He's... Mm. It's sitting there like, must defend Dominion, but want to play darts. <laughs> Jesus! I thought you were going to say that, you know, they take on their characteristics, so he's got that Irish lilt to his larynx, so he can't talk any other way. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, no, I, I did that, but that scene, though, that scene was actually a good scene, especially because it's like, how many, you want to be there? Fucking four. Yeah. You're doing the work for us. You guys are yeah. destroying yourselves more than we're doing anything. Yep. We just had to let you know we're here in some capacity, and you've all gone fucking nuts. We're just here for the root beer, frankly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, I want a root beer. And the hot dogs. <gasps> that's, hot dog? That's the big secret. The, that's actually, if you could taste a changeling in goo form, they, they just taste like root beer. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say hot dogs. That's how they replenish the Great Lake. They they have whole shipments of A&W oh, and hot... Barks and Mug. Mug and whatever else. Federation president, he tastes like like hot dogs. Or at least that's what Leighton told me. Yeah, when, when they cook him up and eat him because he's a yeah. fucking herbivore. Delicious. Mm. But yeah, I, I think that's... that's But that's a good point. Cause that, that is really, like, I mean, again, depressingly relevant, but that's what happens, you know? Which People, point? Uh, the you're doing the work for us to destroy yes. yourselves kind of thing oh, yeah. is like not eating the president. Oh, I wish that that is pretty much you know. I mean, let's again depressingly irrelevant. Look at our own country. We've spent the past nineteen years eroding our civil liberties more and more and more. Oh yeah, to I the mean, point that this... we now have you know the president unleashing federal troops in our own cities. Yeah, this is another prescient episode. There was yeah, on a lighter line. note. You know how the new thing has been like, you know, cakes that look like everything and you cut into it and you're like, what? That baseball yeah. was a cake? That's what the president is. <laughs> <laughs> you cut into him, he's just a cake. Nice. What were you going to say, though, Ames? Oh, no, I was going to say there was another prescient moment at the top of uh, part two there where I think um, somebody says, are you sure reopening this restaurant is a good idea? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, how did they know? Hope he has outdoor seating. So, there was a line that I fucking loved that came from Cisco, uh, Joe Cisco when he was uh, objecting to the first round of blood tests. Which, again, eh, prescient. You can't go around making people prove they are who they say they are. That's no way to live. And it's just like, damn, that's a good line. And I, again, wish it wasn't so annoyingly. Uh, relevant. relevant right now. Yeah, the line I really like from wall, Joe... And we're going to make the Dominion pay for it. Brilliant. Okay? The line I really like from Joe Sisko was, I'm just checking my eyelids for holes. <laughs> that was a good line, too. <laughs> good line. That's it definitely is. a grandpa line. Oh, it so is. Yeah. yeah. Not he, even a dad has... joke, it's a grandpa joke. It is. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he had a lot of those. So many. Do we see a lot more of him? Because he's fun. We do see more of him. Like, yeah, we definitely see more. I don't remember how much, but... Is this the episode we saw when we were in London? Yes. Yes. This is the first episode I ever saw of Deep Space Nine. No, that's the first not one or the second one? Yeah, because you said you saw Trial and Tribulation. Troubles when you were younger. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's So it's the second one you ever saw. No, I saw that with you, I thought. Oh, then maybe I've never seen it. I, you told me you'd seen it before we met. That sounds All like right. it was a long time ago, and Caitlin's not yeah, going to remember that far back. Caitlin true. doesn't know. The first this is episode the first that episode I remember, remember at this point seen. in my life yeah. is this one. Yeah, because it was on TV. Oh, so we start the, the whole episode with Dax playing oh, jokes yeah. on Odo. What the fuck? Why? Which, dis- which displays that Jake's original plan to slowly shrink Odo's bucket millimeter by millimeter would not have worked. No, that's true. He would have noticed it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And been really mad. Oh, yeah. Pissed. I just don't understand why. I why mean, what? Like- why she would do that? Yeah, well, I, because she's she's a prankster. It's only a prank, bro. But well, she's Curzon not. Is a when has she yeah, ever been shown to be a prankster? That was definitely Curzon's idea. Oh, I wonder if it's because Curzon was in Odo for a little bit and was like, "I know what'll really piss him oh off." Oh my god, that might be it. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Well, I still hate it. It's an invasion. It's a violation. And poor yeah. Odo. Yeah, but I know we're going to also see next week just how anal retentive Odo is about stuff. Yes. 
Like, well, he is he is a nitpicker. For someone without an anus, he sure is anal. <laughs> he's he's an yeah. He's pretty uh, nitpicky about it until he just wants to tear it all down. Yeah, but that's next week. But but you you're able to see it here, just like how like tight assy. Again, mm. even without an anus. But like again, he's things. right. This bitch broke into his house and just stopped moving his stuff around. Would she do that to a blind person and think it was hilarious? Probably. Oh, yeah. But uh, I mean, it also goes to show that because evidently she was doing it while he was in there regenerating. Yeah. So he must not really be that aware of shit while he's in that state. Probably him, him sleeping. It's probably the, the equivalent of taking a nap. Yeah. Poor Odo. Which is like the worst part. It's like it'd be one thing if she did it when he just wasn't around, but it's when he's in like an incredibly vulnerable state. That would be like waking up and finding out that like the first floor of your house had been ransacked while you were there. That's just awful. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's nasty. What would be the equivalent of drawing a penis on a passed out changeling? I think this. Moving their things to three millimeters to the left. I was going to say like, like, like putting a few drops of food dye into them so that <laughs> they just get tinted ever so slightly. <laughs> oh, that's good. Got a slightly purple Odo walking around. I feel yep. like that's like the putting someone's uh, hand in warm water trick, actually. Mm. Somehow. Mm, yeah, that's probably closer. Only Odo is the warm water. <laughs> that's right. So he's peeing into himself. <laughs> Slightly purple Odo. That's the like reboot grimace. To I say with, it was like my with... cover band of, but I couldn't think of anything. A deep blue something. There we go. <laughs> so what? So okay. So there, we we have that one random scene in the middle of the episode where Layton is a changeling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a seagull, and then a seagull. Oh. So other than the ridiculousness of the changelings, cannot keep themselves from dissing Odo. Other than that, like, how long had, like, did any, was anybody freaked out about this? Like, how long had this changeling been impersonating Leighton for? Um, the impression I was under was that, like, it had probably just been for, like, that day. Well, well, I was going to say even just but, that hour. It never came up. It could have been for weeks or months. We don't know. There could be, there could have been two Leightons running around, mm-hmm. one doing evil shit. I well, mean, both doing evil shit. Uh, yeah, evidently. I was saying, more evil, other shit. evil shit. My, my... No, one was just going to Joe's and having having bread pudding, doing nothing. Yes, my my guess is that basically they worked out that Leighton was going all cuckoo nuts, and so they decided to help Leighton by it's like, hey, go go be Leighton for ten minutes and freak out. I mean, maybe that's why it was so sassy to Odo. You know, that was part of the plan. It's like if I'm really transparent, he's gonna catch me. And that's going to make them even more freaked out. Well, plus, if that's your biggest fear is that, like, changelings are taking over, being impersonated by one would just really absolutely stoke that fire. It seems like, like, just kind of like what, what Faux Miles said. Yeah. Miles Faux Brian. He said, um, just four of us. And in most of it, like, they weren't even having to do anything. They were just making their presence known was enough to cause... A lot of havoc. How yep. many people did he shit on as a seagull? My God, so all many. of them. But if the seagull shit, yeah, it would turn, it would turn back into goo. 
It would just be Odo goo on you. No, Unless... they, they sucked up a whole bunch of seagull shit, just like Joe Sisko said that they could <laughs> That's do. right. Why is that <laughs> man sucking on that seagull's cloaca? Oh, this has gone to a bad place again. See, I was just going to say that maybe a skilled enough changeling can actually make a like full digestive system so it could eat. Oh, that'd be interesting. And then it could poo on people and have it not turn to goo. Hmm. Oh, you know what we haven't mentioned at all yet is all the shit that was happening with the wormhole. Oh, right. That's important. Because it starts opening, closing on its own with nothing coming out. And everyone yeah. at, the, at Deep Space Nine is, is just like, that's interesting. We don't care. Until we learn like, oh, what if it's an invisible fleet? Because the Dominion could have gotten cloaking technology from all those Romulan and Cardassian ships that they blew the hell out of. Well, and even the Dominion aside, it's like, hey, we're currently kind of at loggerheads with a race we know has cloaks. The Klingons? Yeah. Mm. Like, maybe also we should them. be concerned. Mm. Of course, the Bajorans are all like, it's a shame from the Prophet! Oh, shut up. <laughs> Don't let them in the Federation. But it turns water. out it was just another part of the, the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Ariaga being a dick with the wormhole. Yep. He's like, I stick my hand in and I stick my hand out. And I stick my hand in and I stick my hand out. That was him for like days. Yeah. Yep. The fucking, the fucking uh, wormhole aliens must have been pissed though. Seriously. Like, they're just sitting there like, oh, oh, we got a visitor. Uh, uh, nope. Wait, never mind. Nope. Oh, someone's coming. Uh, uh, nope. Mike Hell's own. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm just imagining they're like a dog that's waiting for their master to get to get home and they just run up to the window every time a car drives by. Well, remember, though, they don't perceive linear time. So from their perspective, those openings and closings could have happened thousands of years apart. Or me waiting for food delivery. <laughs> just yep. picturing Jake putting his like arms up on the back of a like a sofa, rolling his tongue like... <laughs> Waiting for calzones. God, we've talked about calzones a lot today. Now I want a calzone. I know, me too. Got a calzone. Dinner? Um. No, it's actually genius though to do that thing with Ariaga in the wormhole. Like that's yeah, actually like a really great plan. It's a really evil plan. Oh yeah, but it's a really great plan. Yeah, but it was yeah, but... funny how blasé everyone was being about it. It's like, guys, hello. You should be worried. Yeah, this is pretty fucking weird. Then again, the, 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 the wormhole does weird shit all the time. That is true. I guess if you freaked out every time it uh, did something funky, you'd like be constantly yeah. on alert. Oh, it's you'd spitting like... out random poets. What the fuck? What? Nothing. Oh. You'll, you'll figure it out. Oh, good. I'm glad. Anyway, it, go it just goes to show, like, blow up the wormhole. As Hold I've on. been saying for Sorry, a please couple weeks. Hold on. Ooh. Coffee's everywhere. Uh, Ames, you were just so we can splice this together neatly. Oh, we can we can cut it. It it, it will cut just fine. Well, you, but you were saying. Uh... No, I was just saying what I always say. See, see, here's what I always say: is blow up the wormhole. Yes. It's not worth it. It's if if four changelings are this much trouble, just keep the four changeling on this side and avoid getting hundreds more. Mm. I mean, here's the problem. Of course, they are everywhere now. Right. We don't we don't know how many there already are on this side. Like this. In reality, they've probably been coming through since before anyone noticed it. Maybe. Well, we know they have, because Odo was found in the Alpha Quadrant, so... Now, my question is, would they continue to, like, be causing so much trouble if they were cut off from the Gamma Quadrant, though? Would they if even anything, block, still bother? If anything, they might go even more shithouse. Well, yeah, Why? but if they had no contact with, like, their home base... Exactly. They'd just be rogue. They'd just be like, well, let's just set up camp here. In fact, let's let's take over the whole Alpha Quadrant ourselves. All ten of us. Yeah. Dominion 2. 
Electric do, Boogaloo. How do changelings reproduce? They just split off in two. Is that right? No, I don't know. I'm not sure this is a question that is answered. I'm sure it's something in the great They they do talk about how they have the young ones. That's true, because Odo was like a babby when they shot him into space. Yeah, he didn't know how to do changeling shit until he got shocked enough times. Maybe they lay weird little goop eggs. Like a little little silly putty egg. (laughs) (laughs) When you put it on newspaper, it comes back with the print of the newspaper on it. And that's its first successful uh, shapeshift. Yeah. I'm a newspaper. (laughs) Uh, I can make Charlie Brown's head a funny shape. There were so many instances of them saying things like, uh, oh, no, this is going to destroy paradise. And every single time I followed it up with and put up a parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, they they really rammed that home. It's like, we we get it. Stop, please. The line, the line "Paradise" has never seemed so well armed. Is a nice line for True. Francisco, mm. and it goes way back to that episode from either season one or two or whatever, where like Cisco, Ben Cisco, said something about like um, it looks a little different when you live in Eden. Yeah, referring to Earth. I feel like that was in the Maquis. That might, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, something to that line. And and I know, like, the writers are like, ha-ha, fuck you, Gene Roddenberry. You can't do a thing about us destroying the Earth now. Uh, <laughs> in showing how, you know, your your utopian future isn't all it's cracked up to be. And good on them. Yes. So, um, the capital city of the Federation is evidently still Paris. Paris. Yep. Because you could see the... Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, as oh, you I... can see from ev- any position in Paris, as we know. Yep. Every window in Paris faces the Eiffel Tower. Well, see, Paris was actually completely fucked by World War III. So when they rebuilt it, they built the Eiffel Tower fucking huge and made sure every home was facing it. I was just going to say that they encircled the whole city with copies of the Eiffel Tower so that no matter where you were, you could see at least one Eiffel Tower. They're metro stations. It's not Paris. It's that fake Parisian city in China. There you go. Parisian city. Oh, in it's amazing. Oh, you got to look up the photos later. It's Sounds really amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, like apparently like part of China's development boom, they were like, "Oh, we're going to build copies of all these European cities." So they built I don't know if it's a one-to-one scale, but it's it's they built a copy of Paris complete with a bunch of like the tourist attractions and a scale Eiffel Tower. Dude, that's but amazing like, to oh, have like amazing. all these famous cities right next to each other. It's like but, Epcot on steroids. But I think the the thing is that they ran out of money in this development, or people didn't end up wanting to move there. So they're it's mostly a ghost city. Well, so at least I'm, the photos that I saw. What I've heard is that like they are mostly empty now, but the idea is they're preparing for the future when they're population is larger and needs more room to grow but that Mm -hmm. also just might be government propaganda i don't know dude i volunteer as tribute you're telling me i could go and have my own paris well yeah but it's in like the middle of nowhere china yeah it's like not where people are fine they got internet there i can never remember what dialect is the official government dialect is Uh, it not mandarin it's either mandarin or cantonese and i can never remember no it's mandarin is the is the official 
Chinese language of the, of the CCP. Yeah, but French is a dead language. And that's where, and, and Paris is where the Federation capital is. Yeah, sorry. So that's, that's... so that's where Jerish Inyo, the president, is. And he's the president of the Federation, but not Earth. Well, yeah, they never really explain how the government works. That's it because seems they like... cut it. Oh, that's because is it is is they, there a separate president of Earth? Yeah, they had they apparently had a whole bunch of extra content to put in this episode about you know why they're superseding the president of Earth and why the president of the Federation and fucking Layton can make these decisions without consulting. But they cut all that because it was way too complicated for an episode that already has a lot going on. Yeah, no one wants a civics lesson. Yeah. Well, also, like, I'm sh- the president of Earth is probably the most useless position. Yeah. Possible. I was going to say, it's probably just a figurehead. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. like president of Earth is probably equivalent to what mayor of London was before... Prime ministers? Like, 20, 2005 or 2010. Because, like, there has been a mayor of London for centuries, but it didn't actually have any political power until this century. Oh. It, it was a. It's pro. Oh, hang on, I'm sorry, my phone. I forgot to silence it. Now it's ringing. It, it was Who's a. Uh, some asshole. <laughs> Nevada number. It's probably oh, a yeah, fucking scam. political bullshit. But yeah, it was like literally a completely symbolic position until this century, where they changed the laws. Hmm. Uh, like hmm. you literally just showed up to like. Cut ribbons. Yeah, pretty much. So. Well, so that the, so then it's it's the queen. Well, yeah, that's what I right. was thinking, too, like yeah. just a figurehead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I would have imagined the president of Earth is. But I bet he's got a lot of money. Where's Where's the capital of Earth? Washington, D.C.? Got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, the Federation, is the... Is, though the Federation itself is very Earth-centric, which is kind of yeah. A, yeah, yeah. A, a shame. As I know, like, also, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, like, they were talking about what happens if the Vulcans leave the Federation. Mm. And watching this episode and watching how, you know, the Earth gets all fucking crazy town, I could actually see, like, where that was coming from. Like, oh, yeah, the Vulcans would say, we've had enough of this shit. This fucking guy just cooed the hell out of our president of the Federation. We out. There would definitely be at least a small pocket of Vulcans who would stick around. Because, like, yes. This sort of evil is logical. <laughs> mm, that's it's, true. It's amazing what Vulcans can define as logical. We we know we know how Spock at least thinks about uh, the Nazis, so I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, um, poor Spock. You know you you admire the efficiency of the Nazis. <laughs> you say one, one nice thing time. about Hitler, and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden you're Jordan Peterson. Uh, I also noticed that the uh, so. We've seen Starfleet Academy a number of times, mm-hmm. mm. and it's like in the shadow of the Golden Gate Bridge. But apparently, wherever Cisco was, is like on the other side of San Francisco. He's in Oakland. He was, well, he wasn't in Oakland. It, he was definitely in San Francisco. But he, but you could see the Bay Bridge out of his window, mm. You're which right. is which is the other big bridge. And uh, it looked like he, you could see uh, like the ferry building, which is like the the iconic building and one of the one of the iconic old buildings in San Francisco. Now, what do they have in Alameda? <laughs> Whistles. Mm. Whistles. <laughs> With any luck, a giant statue of Chekhov harassing pedestrians. <laughs> That's right. I keep now thinking about or trying to figure out a way to make a joke about Ben San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, there is none. 
Oh, speaking of, we learned his middle name. San Fran. Rest. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, Chris. But no, uh, at one point, Lafayette? yes, did he? His dad pulls the "you're in trouble" middle name game. What was his middle name? Lafayette. Lafayette. He's Ben Lafayette Cisco. What? Yeah. Oh my god. That sounds, that sounds New Orleansy though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, because it's a French name, and yeah. So, it it would have been interesting to see because you know this this was uh, revealed not long ago when they were. Um, putting together that DS9 documentary. But although they were pretty sure, they were like, we, we, we definitely want like a, a black actor to be Cisco, but we're still going to screen test a bunch of people. And they rather famously revealed that they had screen tested both Anthony Head, an Englishman, and um, Peter Capaldi, a Scotsman, for the role of Ben Cisco. What? And Peter Capaldi? Can you imagine if he had played Cisco and then played Doctor Who? It probably wouldn't have happened that way, but yeah, that would have been something. But well, I'm they just still imagine- have Miles, though, because then that's just too many accents. <laughs> that's a good question. You're right, though. They probably, like, maybe they would have made Cisco be American regardless. But I'm just imagining, like, you know, what, what, what would Joe Cisco have been if his son was a Scotsman? Would he, would he have a haggisery somewhere in... Uh, he would have been and instead of being really nice to all the patrons, he'd be like, shut up and eat your haggis, you cunt. <laughs> I think he would be a lock monster. <laughs> oh, I love it. Jake. Jake, come hug your gigantic dinosaur grandpa. Oh, my God. It'd be Sean Connery. <laughs> why? It'd just be Sean Connery. I don't know why that happened. Famously, my Patrick yeah. Stewart impression. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, Jacob. I think Jacob. I think Shishko. I think having what uh, is this haggis of which uh, you speak? What? One of Cisco's parents being a supernatural creature would be a little too weird. Well, I mean, he <laughs> is the emissary. That's true. He is a supernatural creature. True, man. How how uh, if the coup had succeeded? How pissed off would the Bajorans have been that uh, Leighton put the emissary in jail? It wouldn't mm. matter because what could they do about it? Yeah, and I'm sure Cisco would have gotten let out, out them. after after everything, you know. Oh, they yeah, were no, just trying to put him away for yeah, getting late, him out of sight. Leighton straight up said he'd be out in a couple days. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hmm. Once I pardon you from my throne. So, what I don't get, though, is if Leighton... Leighton's plan was to, like, oust the president. Yep. But he is. But as we were saying, he is the president of the Federation, not the president of Earth. Mm. I feel like the rest of the Federation would be like, uh, like, should they just have made the character the president of Earth instead, and not well, really made it a big I Federation? I think the stakes thing? are much higher if it's the Federation president. Yeah, cause but I like, also like they also never even alluded to there being a distinct leader of Earth. Yeah, so. Mm. Here's like, a question: Are there are there changelings that have infiltrated Vulcan? Almost. And certainly. do the Vulcans know? Possibly not. They could try to mind meld with them. Yeah, but that's something you could ask permission to do first. Not if you're Spock. And, yeah, I was gonna say unless you're Spock. But it's not really a surprise that a Nazi sympathizer would also be a rapist. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh dear, poor Spock, victim of bad writing. Oh, sure. Poor Spock. No, um, I'm just kidding. I don't. 
He's one of the most famous and cherished characters in history. I think he's fine. No, I know. One of the, the most cherished members of the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly been played by more actors than any other Star Trek character at this point. Two? That's true. Oh, no, three. Well, yeah, also yeah. The, the, the baby ones. There's yeah, several exactly. babies. Yeah, there's lots of there's, children. So there's, there's Nimoy, there's Quinto, Kinto, there's... um. Kinto? Kinto. Since when? I, I saw in the video once it's Kinto, not Quinto. Did he say it? No, someone else did. How anyway, can you be sure? So there's, 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 you know, there's Nimoy, there's the multiple younger Spocks in three, there's Kinto or Quinto, there's new, what's his name? Peck. Thank you. I knew I he I don't had, count him. He was related to somebody famous. Little, little Pecker. Yeah, there, we saw a baby Spock in six being, five. being born. Did Who somebody play a, a young Spock in, uh, in TAS too? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what Jake was just saying. Oh, so great minds. It was probably it was probably doing. <laughs> yeah, probably. What's he doing? Why does baby Spock sound like a full grown man? <laughs> <laughs> so you say it on my uncle. <laughs> that's not actually Dewin's voice, you know. He he he's not actually Scottish. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's such a played, convincing it accent. It just would have been funnier if he played little Spock as full grown Scotty. Because that would make yes. even less sense. But you can imagine, like, when they're doing the voice recordings, the guy in the booth, like, hits the button and is like, What are you doing? <laughs> My favorite joke of all time. Ah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm glad we can do it again. And again. And again. And again. Oh. Yeah. You know what I loved? No. The bit where Leighton is like, I'd hope you would join us, Ben. Avery Brooks makes the perfect like, you are the dumbest honky I've ever met face. <laughs> like, his expression in that moment is just bang on. Like, you really didn't know me that well. So the two of them used to serve together, and what were they, were they in the Zenkethi War? Was that the idea? At, at the very least, they were involved at some point with chasing was, down some Zenkethi. Yeah, yeah, there was a battle, and Cisco was wrong and said something, and Leighton was right. So it was late. So Leighton was the captain yep. of the ship, and Cisco was the XO, but not the first officer. Evidently, that's kind of what it sounded like, which was weird. Be yeah, because because we know on the Enterprise anyway, Riker is both the first officer and the XO. Well, I think every time we've seen it up until now, that's been the yeah, case. Which, yeah, which is the typical thing. Is yeah. there a difference between the two roles? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, like. Up until now, they've always been depicted as the same thing, but he was like a lieutenant commander in the XO, and normally the first officer's a full commander. Well, maybe, maybe it was different, but it was. I think it was also implied that there were other people that outranked him. Yeah, so it, it's definitely kind of weird. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, certainly... Uh, but I like, I like the reference, the mention of how when Leighton first encountered Cisco, he was interested in engineering yeah. and like ship design, which ties in with how he worked on the Defiant class. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. And he built you know, that Bajoran ship He built that sailboat. That yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it and makes clocks. sense, though. Like, what did yeah. you say, Jake? So he's always had an engineering uh, and, yeah. interest. So I just, um, I just looked it up because I was curious. Evidently, according to Beta Canon, according to one of the novels, oh God. the capital of Earth is Seattle, Washington. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it says right here. Interesting choice. In a uh, novel. Uh, yeah. 
taking place in Seattle, Washington. Um, there's uh, the novel centers around a communication difficulty. They finally get communication back online and they say, ah, Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and scrambled eggs. Motherfucker. The minute he said Seattle, I should have realized. Good night, Seattle. Jake, that was good. Yeah, no, that was, you got that one by us. You got us. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. What else? What else about this show? It's a good thing Benteen took her uh, commitment to Starfleet more seriously than uh, what's his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also thought it was interesting. So they've they they upgraded the um, Lakota, whatever ship it was, with the uh, special phasers and shit. Yep. But ap- apparently, Starfleet was not aware that the that the Defiant had the the armor upgrades. Yeah, that's interesting. Which I'm just like, hmm. I think that would have made made the news back home. Maybe it was on like a very narrow need to know, and Leighton wasn't in that band. Maybe. Maybe um, Cisco's just still been acting though. defiant and doing whatever the fuck he wants. Eh, um, I'm still surprised that even with various upgrades, that the defiant wasn't able to kick the ass of a goddamn Excelsior class, like a hundred year old design. Not an Oberth. that's true but like even like just based on maneuverability alone you would think that the the defiant would just fly around it and blast the shit out of it yeah i mean Worf is in charge i don't know if he's got the same true he's not really big into battle so no he hates it well you've also got (laughs) your uh you got your chief science officer at the helm instead of a pilot yes i know she had a pilot so that's how they can get around it but she, she had a pilot. She you had know, a uh, pilot. Tarius. Yes, Tarius was you know, a he pilot. died in a he died being a bad pilot. Good point. Oh, so and you a said bad husband had a pilot. So I thought you meant no, no, sorry, no, no. whatever. She definitely had a pilot. Well, yeah, point. her her ex wife had a pilot. Mm. You got a little pilot in you. You want some? Hey, yeah, that reminds me. I had I had a note where I was like, oh. Now, now I get why Cisco and Curzon got on so well, because, you know, the number of grandpa jokes we got about beautiful women and such, it's like, so Curzon reminded Cisco of his dad, because apparently his dad is also a hornball. Only thing you should do in bed is die, sleep, or fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, they do say if you want to be able to get to sleep easily, you really shouldn't go to bed unless you're ready to go to sleep. Or fuck. Or die. Or die. <laughs> I liked the. I liked that Jake was like, but Dad, Grandpa's gonna make me wash dishes. Spoiled little no, shit. No, you want? He was afraid that Grandpa was gonna make him chop things. And then it turns and out Grandpa that- wants him to be a waiter. But then well, no, later in the episode, later in the episode, like when I think it was when they were gonna, about to reopen the restaurant, yeah. Joe says, like, all right, well, go start chopping the food. And, and like Jake gave the biggest eye roll yeah. in nice. history. The okra specifically. Didn't no, he yeah, also yeah, go threaten him with like demucking crawfish or some shit? I think go, he might have, yeah. Go catch the alligator. It got loose again. <laughs> 
Gonna feel silly when he runs into the kitchen and there is a live alligator there. Nice. I mean, it was such like a classy restaurant, and then you have this fucking dead animal hanging from the ceiling. That's true. That's it a, was a little out of place. You kind of expect that at like a TGI Fridays, not yeah. not Grandpa Joe's down home. I'm gonna talk to you way too much Cajun cuisinery. It made me think yeah. of like, um, you guys, remember Bugaboo Creek? Yeah, I feel like they had yeah, lots they of dead, dead animals. animals. I've heard of them, but never been to one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was the interestingly enough the for being like a theme restaurant like that the food was pretty decent yeah, yeah the food is red being great hmm. yeah i don't think um, there was really one around me when i was a kid so yeah and then the moose would just start talking you know much like joe sisko <gasps> that's every so right often. i forgot about yeah, the animatronic, animatronic. moose ah. who'd be like hey you tried our potato skins <laughs> doop, 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 doop. it's a great moose voice there was i remember there Thank like you. there was an animatronic christmas tree at the one yes, near there me was. what like, the tree had, like, a mouth built into it that would open and close. Deary dear. I'm Peter Pine. Weird. But yes, does anyone else, because Ames is right, we're, we're talking about chain restaurants. Does anyone have anything else on this? I have thoughts on TGI Fridays. <laughs> God damn it. No, just kidding. Yeah, TGI Fridays. Oh, damn it. <laughs> they're, like, in the they're middle of the road. Chris is, uh, Chris is cutting all of this, and Kate oh, is wrapping it up now. My okay. My final thought on TGI Fridays. My final thought on this episode. Ah, even though the scene was kind of out of place and unnecessary even by my standards, I was amused that Bashir and O'Brien had apparently played this game enough that even Quark knew they were fighting the Jerrys and not the Germans. Which were the Jerrys? Oh, okay, the Germans. Germans. Okay, but it's just old British slang for it. Well, but I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. It's just as they go in there. Yeah, like. He he even knew what they drank. Yeah. Yeah. And they apparently have been smashing his glasses. Yep. Yeah, don't throw them. What have I told you? That was cute. I liked it. Whatever. I just wish it had been in a different episode. Listen, it wouldn't be Deep Space Nine if it wasn't, like, tonally inconsistent. <laughs> See, what we need now is every week just a new random costume for O'Brien and Julian to come out of the holodeck in. mm like, I'm on board. Show, Your truck show backing girls up somewhere? Yeah, that's here. Sorry. All right. Whilst they're not beeping, take us out, Caitlin. <laughs> no oh, pressure. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for a star to steer her by. Beep. Ow, ow. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more... You can find us where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. I don't know why that one's so hard to fucking remember. It just really is. Because they changed it at one point. That's why. I know. It used to be cast tunes. Podcasts. If you want to find us elsewhere on the web, you can find us on Facebook by searching for a star to steer her by. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. You can visit sshbpodcast.com, our home on the web. You can read about all those corrupt admirals. That's true. You already know who number one is, but you don't know who number four is. And, I don't know uh, who it is either. Yeah. We'll do this again next week. Different episodes, of course. <laughs> not <laughs> even. Silly. We're, not, we're not doing that next week. What are we doing next week? Next week, we're doing something special. Next what? week is fanfic week. What? Oh, shit. I better what, start what writing that. Butt? Hope yeah, you're yeah. all ready to play Julian. What? Oh, God, oh. that's right. We're writing scripts. I yeah. only have one week to write this. Shit. <laughs>
Well, wink, wink, you actually have a lot more than that. I mean, I know, but wink, wink, in real life, this will be my reaction the week before when Amy reminds me, and I'll be like, oh, no, and then I'll still wait another 72 hours. There's going to be an episode that's going to air a few weeks after the fanfic week where Caitlin goes, oh, shit, I have to write my fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to go back to the future. But yeah, fanfic. Feet? Fan wow. Fan feast. Fan feet. <laughs> Fan feces? Show feet. <laughs> That's what it will be, really. <laughs> well, mine will at least. All right. So we'll see you next week for the fanfic. Until then, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> ah, Jarish in your face. Hey. hey. Oh, sorry. I've been Caitlin. I've been Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Okay, now. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Now, Jarish in your face. There, there were so many... Ins- nice. I'll start that over. Good. <laughs> awesome. Chris will keep this anyway. We'll see. <laughs>